On today's episode of the Club Paradise Golf Podcast, things got a little heated, to say the least. Um, the Workday Charity Open just finished up from Muirfield Village in Ohio. Uh, Colin Morikawa beat out Justin Thomas. Uh, crazy playoff uh, that we'll get into, but wasn't on live TV uh, to end the tournament, which we will most certainly get into. Um it was a heated, heated topic that we went over. Um, things got pretty fiery, if I, if I do say so myself. So um, we discuss our picks from the weekend, and then we dive into the online streaming of the, the playoff of the tournament. So let's, uh, let's dive into this one. So what an electric weekend. Um, more importantly, what an electric finish to Sunday. Online. One of the best playoffs ever. Wow. I mean, fun to watch. I'm sure a, a, a lot of people would have really enjoyed seeing it. Yeah, it I bet. <laughs> would have loved it. Yeah. So NBC – or CBS and PGA, you got to figure that one out. That's not acceptable. Anyway. We'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll that later. All right. So, um, congratulations um, to Colin Markawa. Um, so, I'd like to read some statistics that I saw on golf Twitter today. So, PGA Tour tweeted: twenty-four starts, one miss call, one miss cut. Two wins. Is that good? That is not bad. Oh. And then um, at Colin Morikawa now has two wins and just one miscut at the PGA Tour since turning pro. He's the first player since Tiger Woods in 1996 to win twice on tour before missing two cuts as a professional. Tiger won 43 times before <laughs> his second miscut as a pro. It's that's just so stupid. An absurd of, stat. That's got to be one of the craziest stats in sports. Yeah, for sure. That is insane. That, that's, that's insane. Yeah, we thought like we thought Morikawa's streak was good, which it was. What was mm-hmm. it? It was 24 without missing one or 23? It was 23 without. Three. His 24th was 23 in a row. So 43 wins. No, his 24th win, his 24th start was a win. So twenty third was a miss. This is twenty third. He missed the cut. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying for Tiger, like forty three. Forty three wins. Not even forty three. Just Number tournaments that he made the cut. Forty three times. Forty three wins. Forty three times before he missed his second cut. <laughs> that is so dumb. I mean, talk about dominance. Like that's yeah. in, that's insane. No one will never see that again. Ever. No, no, I don't think so. No, Morikawa is as close as we're gonna get. And he just came in and he was light years else. away. So he has to win forty-one tournaments before before he, he misses his next cut. Correct. <laughs> Good luck, Colin. 
How many years did Tiger do that over, you think? Well, when he was hot, that was probably like five or six years. Uh, I don't know. Let me um, – 43 wins. He was probably only getting like – I mean, he's he, was, he, was, he was winning like five tournaments a year. Yeah. So it's probably like 10 years, I would say. No, probably like, yeah. Probably I think it's seven. less. Yeah. Because yeah. early 2000s, like, I wish we were old enough to watch that live and know what was going on. It's probably absurd. Just every, it was pretty much just everyone in the field against him. He, was, oh my god yeah. listen to this listen to this the 2009 open championship he missed this cut for only the second time in a major championship it's turning professional he turned pro in what like 95 94 somewhere around there did you see that Jesus tiger Christ. documentary did either you yeah. watch it? it was on Brand youtube right yeah, it was on Golf Channel a little while ago. I watched that, but they said there was a bet that Vegas had for the Open. I forget what year it was, maybe like 97. But you could have bet on Tiger or bet on the field. <laughs> and Tiger was Tiger was minus money. And he won. He won the strokes. Like, Jesus. that is insane. That's hundreds of other golfers against one human being. Yes, that's it. It's remarkable. So getting back to Morikawa, I have a question for you too. Do you know how, like in, in other sports, they kind of do like, who do you want to build your franchise off of? Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather – This is, I think it's kind of interesting. Would you rather be Morikawa or Victor Hovland right now? Victor Hovland's one year younger, and he just got passed in the money by Morikawa this week for this year. So they're right – they're right against each other. Victor cool. Hovland finished third today, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Solo third. Mm-hmm. And people say that Hovland is like, if he can figure out putting, he will, he could be like the best in the game. Yeah. And he, he if he's not, if he hasn't figured out putting yet and he's coming in third, that's an issue for the tour. That's a tough question. Um, it's not, I, it's not tough for me because I was a big, I've been a, Hovland fan um, since I saw him at the Masters when he was an amateur and still playing at Oklahoma State. Um, so for me, it's Hovland just because I'm a fan, so I'm a little bit biased. Um, it's a lot. What about you? I think Morikawa. Really? I mean, with his sample size isn't too small. I mean, 20, 24 tournaments I think he's played in. Yeah. Um, still obviously very early in his career, but the way the dude hits the ball, like it just blows my mind. He could just dot it wherever he wants. Yeah. And I mean, his, his putting has been good. I know he had like, uh, those two lip outs. I mean, he kind of shaked a few weeks ago. Inside, like three feet. It's yeah. He's, those are tough putts. Oh Yeah. Coming I from thought, a coming from a notorious three putter, those are tough putts. I thought Justin Thomas was going to choke when he had that like two footer at the end to push it into a third uh, extra hole. I thought he was going to miss it. Just how Morikawa almost missed his. I can't believe Morikawa made that the twenty five footer after Thomas nailed the fifty footer. Oh my god! Oh I would have lost my mind. Especially Thomas was so pumped. Like I I tweeted it earlier. Like, that's the part where it just sucks that there's no fans. Yeah. Can you imagine a playoff between 
Thomas is like probably the, he's arguably the best golfer in the world right now against one of the best up and coming golfers going toe to toe in a playoff and there's no fans. It would be absolutely electric. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see. Speaking of the world rankings, like you just brought up, I have another question. And since this whole lockdown and basically three months off, do you think the world rankings basically should have been scratched? Because as we've seen, like every time we've come back to these tournaments, like world number, world top fives, like Dustin Johnson's top five and he gets a win. But everyone else in the top five has, John Rahm has played so bad. I've picked him every week and he sucked. (laughs) But do you think they should have kind of just, like they haven't been talking talking about it as much, but I felt like they should have been basically scratched. I don't think so because the way the world rankings work is you need to have like the less tournaments played in, the more it like hurts you. So for guys that have played in more like Rory and Rom, like they get more points based on the tournaments that they've played in where they finished versus guys like Victor Hovland and Morikawa who haven't played in that many tournaments. So they're not getting as many points. So their world rank isn't as high. And I think that just based on that, we need to see, I think the world rank system is flawed in and of itself, but just based on like what we have right now, I think that the, I think that it's a, I think that it's good. I think resetting it would have really manipulated a lot of guys into positions that they didn't earn just based on one, two or three tournaments, like just based on the first like three Mm -hmm. tournaments. Um, so I think like for guys like Victor Hovland and Morikawa that like are showing that they're going to be up there, like they just have to work the way up. Like they'll get there soon enough. Yeah. Cause it's not like the world rankings really mean much. It's, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it does for some guys like, well, yeah. For what, some what Ron guy, did the interview of saying like, like he kind of got asked, do you think that world rankings mean anything? And he's like, if I'm not trying to be one, number one in the world, what am I doing out here? trying to win money but moving on (laughs) um but i don't know that's just like my two cents on it because i feel like if you have guys that are just done well in those first three tournaments and they're up there it's like really like they're not going to stay up there like what is what's even the point you know yeah i think the world rankings don't really mean as much as the fedex points yes true and I think the, the FedEx point system is kind of flawed right now because you have a lot of people, not a lot, but there's obviously guys who aren't playing because of the virus. Like I think Adam Scott still hasn't come over to play in any PGA Tour events yet. I think so. Um, and then you get guys who test positive that can't play in rounds, so they're losing out on possibly gaining FedEx points. Mm-hmm. True. So I always – there's not really a way to avoid that, though. Yeah, it's a tough situation that uh, obviously no one saw coming, and I feel like you shouldn't screw with the whole system just because just because of an unpredictable event. With the FedEx Cup points, I was saying like if you miss a tournament, you're basically like throwing away an opportunity to even get any points. Like 
even if it's like 20 points at the end of the season, that's worth a whole lot of money. Yeah. And it, even if like you somehow win a tournament, that's like 600 FedEx cup points. If you win yeah. a tournament, <laughs> it's like crazy. That's, that's a whole different ball game. If you win a tournament, you're right. Yeah. So listen to this, going back to the Hovland, uh, Morikawa thing. So I'm looking at their uh, numbers right now. Victor Hovland has one career win, four career top 10 finishes, and 24 career events played. And Morikawa has two career wins, eight top 10 finishes, and 26 events played. So there, I mean, Morikawa's got the better numbers there, but... Right, but you said Hovland needs to fix his putting yeah so year-to-date statistics uh hovland in shots uh shots gained from putting is 151 rank morikawa 51 in the world yes okay morikawa is 150 oh wow so i mean his shaky how many putt he's missed like since we've been back, he's missed a couple, like, three-footers. Like, literally. Can you imagine if he missed that? Oh, my God. If he missed that one today? That was to send it to a playoff, right? Yes. I think on 18, yeah. I would not want to be – I was thinking today, like, how – like, I've probably – I've made some of those putts, obviously, a much smaller scale. But I was thinking, like, if I'm on the 18th green, I need to make this putt to keep playing. My heart's just going to pound out of my chest. I'm going to miss it by, like, a foot. You don't need <laughs> to keep playing a lot. That putt was worth, like, $500,000. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? That's to insane. To, my legs would be – Yeah, I would be trembling. Oh, my God. And he was, he, was, he was standing over, uh, I think, one of the ones there in the playoff. He was standing over it for so long. I was like, if I was up there – I would just hit it as soon as I like made my read and then address the ball. Like the more you stand over that, I feel like it's just got a, the chance of you making that just decreases a lot. All right. Let's talk about our, um, our bets for this past weekend. Um, I'd I'd love to talk about them. (laughs) Um, So Lob, you, you want to talk about it? You kick us off. All right. So my winner was, uh, Hovland finished third. Not bad by any means. It's pretty good. Uh, my top 10 was Joaquin Neiman. He was playing well for the first uh, couple of days. He finished at 31st, tied for 31st at six under for the tournament. And then uh, top 20 was uh, Morikawa, who played pretty well. I guess you could say so. And then do you want me to go through my uh, – Hot take and loser of the week as well. Yeah, you you go through the whole thing. All right, my hot take was uh, that Chase Kepka would shoot better than Brooks Kepka on the weekend. Uh, Chase shot seventeen over. Oh god, he was he was last in the whole field. <laughs> he was last in the whole field, and uh, Brooks was. He was uh, one he was under one under and got cut. Got cut, yeah. Um, so that one didn't really pan out. 
if you're going handicaps, it's probably pretty close. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> we were not doing that this week. No, that's not how we work here. And then my loser of the week was Hovland over Shoffley, um, which did not lose. Hovland finished third and Shoffley finished 14th. So Tied for, tied for 14th. Yeah. Loser of the week is two and two, I think. So we might have to think about changing that name, but it's for another time. <laughs> All right. Um, so my winner I thought was going to be Cameron Champ. He finished 67th at seven over. Um, so he was he was one over going into Sunday and shot six over on Sunday. So sick. Um, top, <laughs> top, top 10, Justin Rose did not make the cut. He finished 10. He finished 10 over. Um, he shot plus two on Thursday and plus eight on Friday. Uh, my top 20 was Brooks Kepka. He also got cut. He finished at one under. He shot two over on Thursday and three under on Friday. Uh, my lock of the <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> my lock of the week was Xander Shoffley uh, was going to get beaten outright by uh, Justin Rose. Justin Rose did not make the cut. Xander Shoffley finished ten under, tied for fourteenth. So that didn't work out. Uh, Better life my, on it. <laughs> yeah. So lock of the week two one and one to this point. Um, and it was lost losers of the week. That's not a yeah. good thing. Yeah. My, um, how about um, the what? Wait, can I just interject for a second? How about the weather delays? Two of them on Saturday, no, Friday or Saturday? Saturday, Saturday, no, it was Friday. Oh, it was, yeah, it was Friday. Friday, it was Friday. Friday, it was before the cut. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, that's all. Go ahead, Pat. Okay, um, so then my hot take was uh, Matsuyama did not make the cut, uh, he finished eight under and tied for 22nd. So Pretty much, if you faded me this week, you killed it. Um, my picks were kind of easy to find when I was looking through the the cut section because they were all right with each other. Uh, that was great to see. Uh, I had Matt Wolf as my winner at plus five, not making the cut with that. Luke List was my top ten with a plus four. And Harold Varnell also my top 20 with a plus five. They were all right next to each other on the leaderboard. And none of them decided to make the cut this week. So that was awesome to see. And then my lock of the week was John Rahm, the top three. And he is tied for 27th. So that was horrible. My lock of the week, I don't know. I think I'm like one and three. It's a, I, I got to be worse than you, Lop, at this point. For sure. Rahm did shoot an eight under today, which was a low – Jeez. Low of the day. It's pretty Just good. Not a bad round of golf. Not but Cantley shot seven under ten. I do think though, like th- this was the best weekend for the course. I thought. Oh, I totally agree. What did we say? What were our? I don't even remember our picks for. I think I said twenty under. I, I said twenty three. I think I took sixteen. And I think I was the closest. I was actually. We'll be- It'll be super, super interesting to see how they do next weekend. Uh, yeah, I took my winning score 16 under. It was 19. Yeah. What were you, 21? I think 20. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, next sucks. weekend they, they, t- they were talking 
about how the pin locations are going to be so much different next weekend. Yeah. I mean, they got to mix it up somehow. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really the only way to change it, right? Right. Where mm-hmm. you put the tees and then that yeah. can only change so much and then pin locations definitely right. more of a change. Well, the tees, most places just have like a tour set of tees. Yeah. So like right. the tees change by a couple yards a day, but nothing like super yeah. crazy usually. Pretty insane, yeah. But the pins, like they could just stick them in the corner and say, have fun. <laughs> right. Give you a foot of green Which off the bat. Yeah, do that. Do that on like Thursday, Friday, and like get get some people out of there, make a big cut, and then make them more realistic on Saturday, Sunday. That's my thoughts. That's what they should do. I like it. Yeah, I don't hate that. Players will probably get pissed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like it's different. It's it's the same for everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. But, like, players got pissed at, what was that, the Open a few years ago. I think it was at Shinnecock Hills. And the greens were, like, absurdly fast and crazy hard. So, they like, couldn't stop a ball on it. And all the players were, like, complaining um, that, like, the course conditions were too hard. And they were still, like, eight under or something. Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah, I know, right? If you're not shooting above par, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, actually. So, all right. So, are we talking about Tiger today or are we going to talk about that on Wednesday? Uh, let's do Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say would, I would love to talk about the, uh, the broadcast today. Okay. For a well, little bit. Yeah, well, yeah we're going we're gonna to do a five-minute lop rant. So. All right. I'm Locking. obviously going to want input here, but – all right, so I heard it at the end of the broadcast yesterday. I think Jim Nance talked about how it was going to be live. They were going to start early in the morning. I think it was due to weather. I don't even know. But I, I wasn't really paying attention to the TV. And then at the end I heard, like, yeah, and you can catch a recorded broadcast of it on the Golf Channel from 3 to 6. And I was like, wait a minute. Normally the live broadcast is from 3 to 6 when they're finishing the tournament. So I was, I was coaching this morning and I got home and I checked the leaderboard and I saw the people who had the last tee time were on like the 16th hole. And I was like, it, it was probably like 2 PM. And I was like, Oh, this can't be right. So I, I checked again and then I was like, all right, I guess this is a thing. So I, lo- I just looked up like PGA tour news. And then it said like, Hey, if you want to catch the live action of, the workday charity open, you got to go online. So then I did that. And then I checked Twitter and then there was a big ruckus that it wasn't on live TV. So people had problems with streaming it naturally because when you stream, it's not going to be perfect. So the final round of a, it's a new tournament, but still most important event of the week for these guys wasn't on live TV. Playoff of two of the best golfers in, in the world right now. You had to stream it. Maybe, maybe a first world problem. You have to go to a computer and stream it rather than flip on a channel of your TV. But imagine watching a major sporting event rather than golf. And you, it's just not on TV. They're playing like a recording of something else on TV. 
That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Thoughts? I have two things to say right off the bat. First of all, the stream sucked. It was terrible. They got cut off about 50 times. Every, oh, it was the worst thing. They, pl- they, they played an ad during the playoff. They played an ad after every shot. Every single shot. And then the screen went black for a little bit, and then they came back. I thought my computer was frozen. I was like, "Did I, I'm probably going to miss like the, the match-winning putt. Unbelievable. And my other thing, that was a great lop, lop rant right there. We need more of those. Pat, thoughts on it? What are we doing? Like, it, like yes, it's a new tournament, but they're all run the same exact way. This shouldn't be a thing. My question is just, what are we doing here? I mean, talk about YD3. Like, <laughs> This is, it was just ridiculous, you know. It, I mean, we should just be past this point. That's not a first world problem. This shouldn't be a problem at all. Like it just, what what was the stupidity? I hope that guy gets fired. Whoever that guy is, they won't. Well, the it, reason something's got to happen. There's got to be some sort of consequence. People are pissed. The reason it's because they went early one, and then two, it's because CBS doesn't the new NBC deal with the golf with golf. Like, CBS are pissed at that, so they weren't going to move stuff around when they could have just left it as it is and say, yeah, go on our app and download our app to use it. Um, and, like, they probably had thousands of people download the app when you really didn't have to. You could just use their website. Because um, the link that I found led me right to the app. But it's just ridiculous that CBS didn't – like, I would never pay to have CBS or anything like that anymore because – it just shows that like they really don't care about their sporting events. They just want the dime that they get from everyone for showing them, which was just super annoying to me. I'm trying to find what what they had the audacity to show, rather than two of the best golfers in the world in a in a playoff. I'm trying to find it. It's it it blows my mind. It's it, I like I don't get it. I don't know. And then you got people who just comment before every single shot just let it breathe man (laughs) let the obviously there's no fans it's going to be harder to let a moment build up just give it space one time that's all i ask just one just once someone someone figure it out we're not going to call out any names here of any broadcasters never but Have some some feel. Have some sort of feel. Let the the like a a golfer and a caddy. I could listen to that all day. All day. You literally do not need commentary. Give me give me commentary after the shot. Mm -hmm. Before the shot, just shut up. Well, I mean, no, I totally agree. Like, what can you say that's going to make this more entertaining for me than what they're discussing? Nothing. There's no possible way. They give me like a distance. I'm good. Other than that, don't say a word. Don't say what he's going to try to do. Just tell us what the caddy's saying. Show us what the caddy's saying, and they can tell us way better than you can. Right. Like when Dottie says, oh, he's got a seven iron, Jim. That's fine. 
<laughs> if, you if you tell me what club I know, he's I in, do like that. I do like that's that. Perfect. I like the club selection. Because then you can kind of compare it to what you do, and you're like, all right, that's way off. Like, I'd be hitting a fucking five iron. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fine. If you tell me what club he's hitting, that's perfectly fine. Don't tell me where he's going to try to hit the fucking ball. That's, that's what you have the caddy for, the boom mic for, and the golfer for. Because I think the caddy, more cow is caddy was saying, like, you can try this. You're gonna try to land this one like four or five yards past the pin. More cow was like, "Yeah," and then he did it. Just did it. But that's all we need. We didn't hear. We didn't hear Thomas say that because someone was interrupting it. Again, not naming any names. We won't do it. No. The audacity. Just shut up and let me listen to the top golfers in the world and their caddies break down what they're gonna do. That's all. It's, is, it, is it too much to ask for? That's all I'm saying. Let us help you by you helping us, by shutting up. Yeah. And that's the – people will say what they want about Joe Buck. He knows how to just shut up and let a moment breathe. Yeah, he can't commentate after, but he knows when to shut up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like David Freeze, he just said – We'll see you tomorrow night and then just shut up because everyone was going nuts there. And that's exactly. You just want to be in that moment. You want to pretend like you're in the stadium. You want to hear him roaring. You don't want to hear Joe Buck or let's just say, for example, someone named Nick maybe. I don't know. Just like talking when they shouldn't be. Maybe and like rusty. when JT made that putt today. And he was fired up. Like, if someone said something over that, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> like, that's, that's the loudest reaction we've gotten in sports in about five months. That was unreal. That putt was unreal. Yeah, it was sick. Just shut up and let the players play. Let them analyze their shot with their caddy. Put a mic next to it, like you've been doing. And just zip it. <laughs> that's all i'm asking for it can't be too much you're supposed to commentate on what has happened that's true you're not called a speculator your time is done that's all i'll say your time is done we're gonna wrap it up right there Fuck. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Club Paradise Golf Podcast. Um, said from the beginning, it was a it was a pretty heated one, and I think I think it certainly was. Um, <laughs> I, w- I let off some steam, which felt good. Um, yeah, still still pretty hard to believe that a playoff between two of the best golfers in the world was was not on live television when you have a channel dedicated to golf and then CBS. Um, yeah, they're they're trying to grow the game, but not having it on live TV certainly does not move towards that goal. So uh, it was fun discussing our picks, which it always is. Um, we will be back Wednesday with a preview of the Memorial and uh, Tiger's back. So should be a fun one on Wednesday. Uh, thanks for listening and welcome to the club. Stro
to get the bills paid on time. Sometimes it's a little too hard just to drink it off at night. The beer just won't cut it, it liquor's a little much. You need something just right. Shut